Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I am your host, Matthew, and joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing good. We've got quite the show for you all today. Um, basically, focusing on three things, which is Starfield separately, because that did get an extended look, uh, the Xbox Showcase, and uh, the thing that Ubisoft showed. But before we get to that, I mean, I don't, I don't have a ton to talk about with gaming stuff because uh, I did a little review this week. Uh, but what have you been playing? Uh, mostly just uh, Days Gone. I haven't really done a whole lot either. I've been fiddling with some games that I find randomly on uh, Game Pass, but nothing really worth talking about that much. Cool. Um, How, how far have you got in Days Gone? Um... Getting close. I mean, it's one of those games that the way that it works, there's what they call storylines. Yeah. And each storyline has a percentage. And some of the smaller ones I finished off, but some of the bigger ones um, I'm like 40, 50% at. So it's kind of hard to tell exactly how far I'm in. But uh, if I had to ballpark it, like maybe halfway. Hmm. Yeah, I remember it being structured like that, right? Like it has... You'd get like alerts or something for different storylines and you'd go on your bike and do those. Have you got mm-hmm. into a situation of like losing your bike yet or running out of fuel or anything? Uh, no, and that's the fuel thing is one of the annoying parts of the game because the, the bike should be way more fuel efficient than that. Um, that's one of those kind of annoying things, parts about it mm. is that, uh, you know, it says it's a kilometer away, but that uses half a tank of gas. Like, well, maybe in a Lambo, yeah, but <laughs> uh, on just like a general drifter bike, those things. Now, granted, they don't have the biggest tanks. They have like maybe a four, five, six-gallon tank, but, you know, they're still getting 20, 30 miles to the gallon because that's a physics thing. It's thrust-to-weight ratio. Mm-hmm. Those bikes are super light. Four bikes. You know, you're not talking about a two three thousand pound car you're talking about a six seven hundred pound bike yeah yeah cool uh for me um i what did i do i played some star wars um i stopped playing it because it needs a patch that's the short version of that i did a whole review this week talking talking about the more specific issues but um because as I said last week, I'd gotten, I shouldn't have to, but I did. I got used to doing the whole, oh, cutscene starting, put performance mode back on. That was that had become part of my muscle memory of the game. But the performance just kept getting worse, and it just kept getting worse. And um, there was a particular boss fight that was really frustrating for different reasons. There's certain problems with animations in the game that don't sort of work the way they should if you want to call it that but um i'll, I'll leave it there because i did do like a 20 minute podcast it's all spoiler free it's just basically me talking about the state of the game and everything so yeah what i said i'm going to do is once they put out a patch bearing in mind the game's almost been out for two months um once they put in a performance patch or something i will then try to go back to it so there's there's that uh I tried the lies of p demo out quite enjoyed it but it looks like it's going to be one of them bloodborne checkpointy sort of esque games and that was kind of a bit disappointing yeah Yeah. uh so the 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 souls born stuff um although one of the checkpoints that i got at the very start and i know these games tend to ease you in then they get really crazy um wasn't quite so bad 
Um, I had like this mini boss fight and I died to it on the first time. Um, but then there was like this gate that I'd opened before. So I just kind of walked straight through that and avoided like a whole area of stairs. Um, from like a general gameplay st standpoint, like for a demo of a game that's out, I think it's in the next couple of months. Very good, like very technically sound. Sound was really good. Um, the controls were like quite understandable and things. There was a few times I would accidentally do something like because you in those sorts of games you have where you switch your uh, items, and I'd switch like the wrong one and press the button when I didn't mean to. But that was more me just not reading what was on the screen. But that was all very good, um, and it looks kind of curious. I'm very interested to see what different weapons you can get because you're basically doing sword fighting in this game. Um, the enemies that you fight at the very start are these kind of tin men robot type of enemies. Um, but they had things like lampposts that they were holding. They didn't have swords. They had like these lamppost things. And you would... I, I, I couldn't discover a way to parry. There was a heavy attack, light attack, and just a block button. Because usually with those games, like if you time it right, you can sort of parry an enemy and do all that sort of thing. So maybe you get that later or something. But no, I I liked it a lot. I thought it was very, very good. I just slowly started realising, okay, this is very Soulsborne-like. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But when it comes out... Because uh, I, I didn't necessarily complete the demo, but I got up to the first boss fight. And then I actually couldn't work out where to go after that. And then I died. So I've spent some of the time that I want to. Maybe I'll jump back in again or something. Um, I at least want to give it a try when it comes out. As much as I do or don't get on with it, I was impressed with what I played, and I want to um, see see more of it. Um, so there was that. Uh, I haven't tried the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Um, I actually forgot that I downloaded it, and then I remembered later, so I'm going to maybe try that tomorrow or something. Um, but what I'm waiting for next is to be sent Zelda, um, or get, hopefully, Crash Team... Was it called Rumble? Yes, CTR Rumble um, on Tuesday, hopefully for the Crash Bandicoot multiplayer game. I don't think it'll be something I'll play long term, but I'm a Crash Bandicoot fan and I at least want to try it out. So that's what I've been up to. Um, all right, we're well, quite the news to get to into housekeeping, so um, let's crack on with all that. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK, that's E-T-A-L-K-U-K, to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk e-t-a-l-k-u-k you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves, even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very, very first class, very professional, so no questions about Manscaped's quality. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy 
chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Koalu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Koalu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Koalu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, me and David returned yesterday for our Breaking Bad podcast. We weren't able to do it last year because we were covering other shows, and I've already mentioned that a bunch of times, but we're back this year. We will be, however, taking a break because David's gone on holiday. Um, So, and it's kind of my fault for misremembering that he was going to do that, but uh, it's not a show we need to catch up with. I mean, the show finished in... 2013 so uh but it's one of the reasons we do that podcast is because we were covering better call soul and better call soul technically sort of kind of leads into breaking bad it's a prequel to breaking bad anyway and we enjoy breaking bad very much so we decided that after we had finished covering better call soul we would go into breaking bad and kind of you know do that whole universe thing so there's that but yeah we're back so far season three episode one so you can check that one out uh gave a hard skip rating to star wars jedi survivor because in terms of would i recommend it which is what that whole rating system is about i can't because it uh, it, it you, you can play it it's playable it just doesn't work well enough to recommend it so there's that um then i talked about man city winning the treble over on the united cast and talked about all of that and their charges that they've got and all that type of stuff so i talked about all of that thing um if you missed our gaming talk <clears throat> podcast last week we talked about the summer game fest spider-man 2 and alan wake 2 so that one was focusing on the summer games fest today it's going to be xbox starfield and ubisoft so we're going to go from there last week we also wrapped up our westworld podcast with a series wrap-up podcast it has completely finished there'll be no spin-offs or anything else like that uh, so there's that for Westworld. Did a must-see, a light must-see review for The Little Mermaid. That's completely spoiler-free because it's a remake of a very old film. But I did also, oh dear, did also talk about um, what's currently going on with Disney doing all these live-action remakes. I uh, did an FA Cup final review recently. We're now in sort of the period for the season of trying to buy players and also trying to get the club bought slash sold, which is the same thing um so yeah football will be off for a bit that's it for the season but i will be doing a season wrap up for man united focusing on the season that we just had some point next week so uh, look out for that 
I did a possible skip review for Scream 6. That does have a spoiler-free and spoiler section. Uh, chat podcast for May 2023, talking about the coronation, Philip Schofield, and some podcast plans. And that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Um, all right, let's put the edit in for the news jingle thingamajiggy. And then let's talk about Starfield. We'll see you for that in a minute. Let's jump straight in. Um, I thought we'd put Starfield at the top, um, and then I've got the rest of my Xbox notes. I mean, you've got like Star Wars, which I've put in both. Obviously, it was shown a bit more at Ubisoft, but um, and out of everything that was shown across these three things, Starfield was what most impressed me. Um, we both watched this, I'm assuming. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll let you go first. What did you think of? It was what 45 minutes. It was quite a lot, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was what about did you minutes. think of what was shown of Starfield? <clears throat> How have your impressions uh, lined up in that now? I was very, very impressed with several things. First off, I was impressed that they were able to show us so much in that 45 minutes that was not just BS filler. Mm. I was impressed that they were able to show us so much in that 45 minutes and yet spoil nothing about the game itself. Um, We only have the vaguest idea of the story plot. Um, it's, It's very obvious that they took some things from other Bethesda games adapted them and are putting them in like for the base building for mining resources. That is quite literally the settlement system from fallout four, just a little bit more refined mm-hmm. and a little less bullshitty. Um, <laughs> yeah. Companions are going to be basically what you would get from the elder scrolls game. Uh, speaking of which for the people that are wondering why everybody was freaking out when they were showing the traits and you selected, you know, famous or whatever they called it, and that kid with the yellow hair came up and was basically fanboying all over you. That's actually a character from one of the earlier um, Elder Scrolls games. I forget if it was Morrowind or Daggerfall, one of the two. You can look it up if you're curious on YouTube, but it's literally the same character, the same hair color, the same haircut. That's just thrown in as an Easter egg nod fun kind of a thing. Um yeah, they showed us so much. Uh, I could spend like an hour talking about it, but they covered a lot of things. Uh, the gunplay, which I know is a big thing for you, looks way better. Um, I'm not going to call it amazing because Bethesda doesn't really make shooters, but when you look at what we were shown last week versus what we were shown a year ago, it's clear they've made significant improvements. Um, when they showed... The planets, we show, it showed a lot more organic. And there's people freaking out about, oh, it's just going to be empty planets. I'm like, well, yeah, most of the planets in the universe are empty. Look at our solar system. we got mm-hmm. nine planets. One of them only has shit on it. Um, the other nine are basically just molten balls of lead or giant balls of ice with <laughs> nothing in between. Yeah. I mean, people are all like, oh, colonize Mars, colonize Mars. I'm like, what the fuck is on Mars? Dirt? <laughs> more dirt and more dirt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't have as much of it. So just like using our universe as a template, 
you know, nine planets, one with stuff on it, a thousand planets. So that's 110 solar systems with uh, totaling up to a thousand planets and one planet. That's still 110 planets with stuff to do on it. That's still quite a lot. Hmm. Uh, for me, I thought this looked incredible. The general consensus seems to be this looks like the real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, just to speak on the gunplay, because you know I'm very, very picky about that, and I acknowledge that sometimes I can be too picky, but it's just what it's just who I am. It's just what I am. It's so much better. So, so, so much better. In fact, because they showed that, what, 10 minutes in, roughly? They showed a few yeah. things first. And I was like, I was sitting there and I was thinking, okay, this this looks great. This looks really cool. And then they started jumping around with guns. And I'm like, please be better because this could really drag this game down. And um, he starts shooting a couple of bullets and jumping around. I was like, oh, that looks better. And then he did it a bit more. And then he switched guns and he shot those guns a few times. I was like, wow, this looks a lot, lot better. Um now my my if you were to ask me okay Matt what's the kind of what game holds the standard for the best first person shooter gunplay it's still Modern Warfare 2 from last year um but again that's a, that like you said that that's a Call of Duty is a first person focused series where you're going to be doing that 80 to 90% of the time uh which is shooting guns and stuff regardless of what game mode you're going to be doing that most of the time Whereas in this, you've got more, you know, flying around and mining and doing. You're going to be doing other things than than shooting. But mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking, okay, if you haven't improved the gameplay, I'm still going to at least try this game just because, you know, got entertainment talk and Starfield will be, will be very big and, you know, it's not this, it's not just a game that you let pass by. Um, but they started shooting a couple of shots. I'm like, okay, a bit of hip fire, a bit of aim down sights. Um, the one thing I wouldn't really moan about or wasn't thinking about was how the gun kind of looked or the iron sights because you can make that what you what you want it to. I'm more focused on the animations of the guns, how the bullets are, not how the bullets are flying, how the because there's, there's a few specific things I look out for. One is sort of what is the animation of the gun when it's shooting. What does the how can I make this make sense? What does the end of the gun look like when you're shooting? How much is it like rattling and shaking? Does that look realistic? Does that look like it's flowing well? And also, something I didn't used to think about as much until I played Modern Warfare 2, last year's version, was guns that... Because guns are very powerful things, regardless of like what type of gun or caliber. You shoot a gun that you, you're wielding something very powerful. How much, and oomph is the only word I can think of, how much of oomph and power will these guns feel like they're going to have? Now, obviously, in this, you're going to have more sort of space-type guns. I'm thinking more in the line of, like, not Halo necessarily, but more sort of Titanfall-type stuff, possibly. Mm-hmm. So I know it won't, I know it won't be sort of military-focused guns like in Modern Warfare. Um, and I'm not expecting to be shooting laser beams or anything else like that, but... It they did be, say it, there were some energy weapons, but I don't yeah, know how yeah. prevalent they are. Um, so you might you might have a few of those, but uh, that kind of stuff. And yeah, they started shooting, and I was really looking at sort of, and I only watched it once because I I watched that bit of the gunplay, and I thought I'm I'm very happy with that, very very happy with it. Um, 
and again, if you start using a gun and it's rubbish, then okay, try and tune it or change it, and you know that part of it is up to you. But I'm mainly focused on like, what does the gun look like when it's reloading? What does it look like when you're moving? When you're aiming down sights? How does the character move when you're aiming down sights? What about if you're going from hip fire shooting to aim down sights to hip fire? Because there's a lot of different ways you can kind of do all that, mm -hmm. and then things like, okay, when you finish shooting, what does the reload animation look like? And if you're doing a flowed kind of thing, let's say, of something you'll do quite often in COD is, okay, you're reloading, you know there's an enemy near you, you're already holding down L2 to aim down those sights. Let's say you go from a... There's like a three-point animation you can kind of do in with that, which is, okay, you reload the gun, that's got one animation. You then switch it to aim down sights. How does the gun move when it's doing that? And then if you're already trying to shoot and aim while the animation's going on, how does that all click and flow together? And then if you're moving while you're doing that, like, how does that all go? And from at least what I saw in this, it looks it looks a lot lot better. Um, so that's very good. Um, so I'm I'm now looking forward to doing that in this game. Um, aside from like all the other stuff, the ship, um, everything involving the ship, like the customization, the crew stuff, and everything, no complaints at all. In fact, if I think of was there anything in this presentation I didn't like? And granted, it's been a few days. It was what on Sunday? It was on, it was on mm -hmm. Sunday, right? Now it's Friday. I can't remember or think of anything. Um, <clears throat> now this is gonna—it's gonna be interesting to see because you're gonna have a balance with this game of how compelling is the story and the characters, and will it or will it be more kind of? Obviously, there's gonna be a lot of exploring in this game. How will the balance be with that? Um, like when you are, when you've done your bit of exploring and let's say you've leveled something up and you want to push the story forward, how compelling is it to go from the exploring, which looks like it's had a lot of work done, to going through the actual narrative and the characters and all the dialogue stuff and all that? How how compelling will that kind of be? Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Um Something I was thinking of as well, and I hadn't really thought about this before, and I don't know why. That there were certain like space-themed things that they did, and as soon as they said, "Okay, you can customize your character more," and they showed a bit more of it, um, and showed a bit more of the ship. I don't know what my ship's going to look like. I, I guess there's, I probably probably we're probably all going to change that. I, I don't imagine anybody's going to have one ship and just stick to it the entire game. Um, and you'll probably unlock more things that will get you curious about that. I want to make my character look like Buzz Lightyear. Hey, the one of the ships they showed looked like Optimus Prime. So Bud, Buzz Lightyear is not going to be out of the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, obviously, the buttons and stuff on the front. I don't know what you'd be able to do with the back, because obviously he's got his wings. Uh, I'm not expecting to be having those necessarily, but they did, they did show there were some jetpacks and stuff. So if I can get something similar looking like that, and obviously you've got visors and, visors and stuff, um, I'm not expecting to do like a one-to-one -one recreation, but something like that. In fact, I did, when I was looking for um, obviously an image for this podcast, I did look up um, Buzz Lightyear Starfield, and there was already a couple of posts on Reddit actually of like, hey, how can we either through PC modding, which we'll probably be able to do, which will open up this game so much more as well, or just general customization. There was some rough kind of edits of taking that character model and making him look a bit Buzz Lightyear-esque, and some of it looked looked uh, pretty good. But if, the, if there's... Because things like... 
I mean, I'll, I'll watch like sci-fi films, sci-fi shows, play sci-fi games. It's not sort of one of my main go-tos for genres. It just happens to be part of a genre of things like, you know, The Expanse and Star Trek and Star Wars. And, you know, it's happened to be, have things in the genre. I don't necessarily look out specifically for the genre. Um, the, I mean, my, my number ones, and, you know, I can't usually pick between them, are Woody and Buzz Lightyear anyway. But if it's a case of you have a um, uh, space-focused game and you can make somebody in that, then the character that sticks out most in that genre is Buzz Lightyear. If it was a case of, like, it's a superhero game or something, and you, you could do things in, like, DC Universe and that. Uh, and I remember when I tried to make my character look a bit more Batman-esque, because that was kind of, like... Batman and Superman, sorry, Batman and Spider-Man are my two sort of top favorite heroes. So, like, when you get into that genre, you do that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, I'll see how, how I can uh, do with that. What was the release date again? September, is it 6th Sixth, or something? Yeah, September 6th. So, yeah. um, it's coming very soon. But, uh, so both yeah, very, very... clearly we're not the only ones excited about that. Currently, yeah. on the top 100 selling games on Steam by revenue, Starfield is number 7th on the u.s charts it's number eighth on the uk charts and it's number 11th worldwide nice and this is this is just pre-purchase orders <clears throat> by revenue mm. yeah so it's already in the top 10 for where we live and 11 you know worldwide mm. that's good that's good but yeah the general consensus seemed to be like this looks like the real deal um Let's talk sort of bigger picture with Bethesda and what this means, what this could mean for them. Obviously, Bethesda's in not the greatest state. They were purchased by Microsoft, which, judging by what this game could do for that, is a very, very good idea. Because Bethesda was kind of falling away from everybody else. Their engine was getting older and all that kind of stuff. And the assets they were using were, were very old. And we, we all know how that kind of went. Um... I think this could and should be the game that, I won't say saves Bethesda, because even if this game doesn't do well, they're still going to make more games. It's not like Bethesda's going to shut down in, in a year, um, and Microsoft probably wouldn't let that happen anyway, because they just spent mm -hmm. $8 billion on them. Um, this looks like the game to bring Bethesda back to where it needs to be. And I just want to make something like very, very clear, and I've said this about DC before. I don't want anything... I consume in entertainment to deliberately be bad because why would I want to do that? And I'm not somebody either that's because some people like sort of do funny hate watches of things like where it's oh look how bad this thing it's so funny and all that kind of stuff. There's films and games and shows that I go to consume and I think okay I hope this thing's good but I don't think it's going to be but I'm going to give it a chance. There's things like that, but there'd be no reason. I mean why would I? Put, put Starfield into my Xbox and be like, I hope this is really bad. I hope I'm about to play a really... Like, what will be the point of that? Um, and I feel like sometimes, especially when I'm talking about DC, because I've given my thoughts on, on DC in the last few years, I don't go to a DC film or put on a DC TV show and think, I hope this is... A, I hope this... I hope this Black Adam film is really bad or I hope, you know, this episode of The Flash is really bad because... Why would I? Why would I do that for? There might be occasions where, let's say, Flash has a two-episode run that isn't quite so great, but I'm always hoping the next one's going to be better. Because um, there are people out there, and I, I, you know, you can consume uh, entertainment however you want. 
there are people out there who sort of they go to watch things thinking oh, i hope this is really bad and kind of so they can laugh at it a bit and i don't quite understand that but that's not how i go about that because i have said with their recent releases like obviously with redfall which okay i haven't played but clearly came out in quite a bad state things like ghostwire which just sort of fell away and things like Deathloop, which wasn't that great so they haven't really hit the ground running recently and this looks like it's hopefully going to be something that puts bethesda um back, back on track back, back to where it should be yeah i i hope so <clears throat> but what you have to do there's all this promise here. This game looks great. Gunplay looks great. I've got my own plans with this game. I'm sure everybody else is thinking up what they're going to make. You cannot launch this game in a bad state. Because as good as this game looks like it's going to be, and it seems like everybody's on the same page with that, which is great. If if we start hearing things, um, you know, because usually like press or whatever get their hands on games a couple of weeks early and you see like impression reviews... I hope we don't start hearing about oh how riddled it is with bugs and performance issues because that's going to really sour the mood, I think. Yeah. Um. So let's hope it all goes goes smoothly. Um. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I mean, with your uh, semi tangent with content, <clears throat> the closest I ever get to that is that I will go into a, a content of whatever and be like, I'm hoping it's not bad, but I'm not expecting it to be good. Yeah. Um. And there is some content to where I'm like, I know this is going to be bad. I'm just not going to watch it. Like, I have not watched a single episode of the uh, DC uh, Arrowverse Gotham Knights just because the trailers alone let me know that's not going to be good. Plus, mm. DC is basically, you know, a corpse that hasn't been buried yet. So they're not going to renew it. So why would I invest my time in something I know is not going to get a second season? I think yeah, they've officially yeah. already canceled it. They have, yeah. Um, um, but that's the closest that I get to that. If I think it's going to be bad to the point where I'm not going to enjoy it, I just don't watch it. Mm. I'll gladly watch a rerun for something in the 80s and do that. Um, but with this game specifically, my big concern is how it's going to run. Obviously, with the interview that uh, um, Todd Howard did with Ryan McCaffrey after the the next day after, yep. um, even though they pre-recorded it, he did talk about it being locked at 30 frames on a console, which I don't care so much about. Um, 30 frames, if it runs smooth, um, there's so many mechanics running in the background with procedural generated this, uh, um, situational generated that. You got all the character interactions. You got the ship interactions. You got how the ship operates with the different mods, the different components that has to get factored in. You throw that into the ship combat. That has other factors. You're on the ground with combat. The planets, will, some of them will have different gravity. Some will, there'll be no gravity, and that they showed that in the game to where you were shooting a projectile weapon in a low gravity environment, and you were getting kicked back, you know, because physics. There's so many things running in the background. The fact mm -hmm. that it runs at all is impressive, yeah. and if it running smoothly at 30 frames is what we have to do then yeah um because you're running into that with performance mode on that one game and how much of a hassle is that and that's yeah. just moving from action to cutscene um mm -hmm. but yeah i mean that's the big concern after especially after redfall um we can't they the bethesda cannot have another bad launch and Microsoft can't have another bad launch. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, if it launches and it's good, then that just comes down to the story and or at least how enjoyable the world is regardless of the story. I mean, you think about it, Skyrim, you cannot touch the main story and play that game for 20 years. Hmm. There's so much faffing about to do. Mm. Yeah. Um, but no, also, like, if us as consumers continue to keep getting good stuff, then it just makes the competition between all of them that more that much more intense and if a company thinks they're falling behind or something and they want to make a better product we're the ones that get it so we're the ones that win that at the end of the day so um there we go uh the other thing i want to talk about as well and i really like when they showed this and this was a bit more of like a cod thing is they said okay you can kind of play exactly how you want to you can be a bit more stealthy you can be a bit more of an explosives person or shotguns or whatever and how sort of fluid and free choice that kind of felt as well um because i really do like using explosives in games but there's also times when i'll want want to sneak into a base with a silenced pistol and just focus on you know melee takedowns and headshots um but then if you know shit hits the fan so to speak i can get i don't know explosive weapons out and kind of uh go from there mm-hmm. so and they, they did show guns that had explosive rounds mm. and they did show that you can heavily customize and modify your guns so you're not just stuck with you know pistol shotgun auto rifle exotic thing that you only use for the boss fights because you never have enough ammo mm. it looks like you can seriously change how the base guns do things and again, that's another factor and another component running in the background. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like because they mentioned sort of like explosive rounds for stuff, which is really, really cool. So I'm looking forward to that. But good. It's good that we came away from this showcase and everybody seems happy. So that's good. All you got to do now, Bethesda, is make sure it works. Um, I don't know how easy or hard that is, but that's the only thing you've got to do is you know mm-hmm. if if you have a good enough launch and the game's stable and good and people are enjoying it and then you can really take that and even put out I know I know saying expansions for game for a game like this sounds ridiculous but it will get DLC and that kind of stuff and you can you can really start to hopefully kick on a bit more as a company and I hope that, that happens so yeah um again with all the stuff it it's very obvious that the almost year delay that they put on the game has been not wasted. Um, Sometimes and you we have will, to do that. Yeah, and yeah. we will get DLC eventually. It's even if it's just like small story mission updates, or, or like stall, a new planet you know, to explore or something. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, something, some alert that they do like the small stuff that they're doing with uh, um, Fallout seventy six. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, an expansion doesn't have to be a new twenty hour story could just be a new yeah. thing to go to or, or a new weapon or whatever so yeah up, an update to the ship monitor to where it smooths out the lines a bit mm. you get a little i wonder if they'll get any licensed stuff possibly that's a possibility you never know yeah um we shall see but all looking very good so it's definitely looking promising it's, it's it answered a lot of the questions that we've had since the last starfield direct that we had Mm. Um, obviously until we actually get, get hands on it, we're not going to know complete, but, um, again, like I said, it's very clear that the hype is there. 
the uh, Constellation Edition with the smartwatch is already sold out. Um, so if you were thinking about getting that, that makes sense. Late. They did something similar with Fallout, didn't they? So you uh, have like the Pip Boy thing or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, Fallout Fall Four. Fallout they had the Pip Boy edition, mm. but it didn't come with a watch. It was just a, a wrist, a big bulky thing you put on your wrist that you could put your smartphone in. Oh, yeah, it had the app, didn't it? So. Mm. Cool. Um, I just move on from Starfield. Uh, speaking of other sci-fi type things, um, I can't remember where you last were at with Cyberpunk, but the Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty update or DLC is coming out very soon. I think that's also got a September release date. I did see on the PlayStation Store it's listed at £25. September 26th is the date on it. That's very close to uh, to Starfield. Um, looks cool. Idris Elba. Can't really go wrong with Idris Elba. Um, I still would like him to be new James Bond, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, he'd, he'd also be very good at other different roles because he's very good at doing acting. Uh, Keanu Reeves is back. Don't quite understand how, but I'm sure they'll explain that in the story. Because given where I where I ended my story, at least, that wouldn't really make any sense. Um, but obviously it's a multiple choice type of type yep. of thing, so that's cool. And I never got past the initial intro thing when Did you still never rebooted. get past that? Uh, it just it delayed for so long, and then it finally came out, and then your character, the NPC character, walks through uh, set pieces, and I'm just like, no, I'm not, I'm not, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know it's been updated like a few times since then, but you know, just no. Okay, okay. I'm not sure if you'll need like need to finish Cyberpunk for this, or if you can just play it, or if you can just play this, play this like how you played Left Behind. You just start it. I'm not really sure. Um, I can't remember seeing that explained, but I mean, they weren't going to leave Keanu Reeves out of this, so that makes sense. And he he made a little appearance. That was quite cool. Um, so yeah, it's it's looking quite good. I will be trying it myself. I don't know when, but um, that looks interesting. Uh, trying to actually remember what this next one is. Avowed. Mm-hmm. Um. It's an Obsidian RPG. That one, right. That looked quite good, I suppose. Um, but basically what I've done for all these showcase things is, okay, watch it. Whatever stays in my mind for the next two minutes as I go to my laptop and write notes down, that's the things that I write down. And that's... I mean, because if I watch something in these showcases and it's something I know I'm never going to play, I'm not writing the name of it down because... I'll probably have nothing to say about it. Um, so Vowed looked quite good. Um, oh, that was that magic. Yeah, I remember which one it is now. The guy, wasn't it when the guy came on stage? Or am I thinking of a different game? I think you might be thinking of a different game. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember. I remember there was a guy who was on on stage with Jeff Keighley, and he was talking about this magic game. But I think that was from a different game. So. Um, but that one looks quite good. Uh, Star Wars Outlaws, which apparently is the first open world Star Wars game. <clears throat> How's that never happened before? Um, uh, it never really. All the Star Wars games have either been plot points from the movies, yeah, like film Lego plot games. points from the movies, or they, I know they did uh, um, like an MMO a while back. Yes. Yes, there's uh, also the Battlefront games, which is like mm-hmm. multiplayer games. Um, they showed more of it at the Ubisoft thing. I've got it written down on the Xbox thing, but it doesn't really matter. Um, it kind of just 
came and went for me. It it didn't really it didn't really stick with me in terms of good or bad. I just watched it and went, oh, that looks kind of interesting. We'll see more about it later. Um, sometimes I and I was surprised that we saw because we saw an initial announcement and then we saw more gameplay at the Ubisoft thing. It looked good and stuff, and there's apparently some very interesting sort of uh, GTA style mechanics that are going to be like wanted levels and things. Um, so this is kind of a well, you are an outlaw, and you're kind of going from dangerous job to dangerous job, living like that. So a bit of like a Rogue One mm-hmm. and or type of situation, I suppose. It kind of fits within that. Uh, you got your blaster and that kind of stuff, um, and you have a vehicle you can go around in and everything. It looked good, but I, I, I'm neither sort of disappointed or blown away by it. I'm very much just kind of... Well, I think it's just because all we saw was really um, like concepts and trailers we didn't really get a whole lot into the gameplay gameplay hmm. and it's just not going to be out till next year anyway so yeah yeah um but it still looked good from what we saw um fable we saw a trailer for that richard iowardy who i really really like he was in the it crowd the classic uh have you tried turning it off and on again although that was from chris mm-hmm. o'dowd his uh character in that show um I was very confused as to what this game was at first because like oh, I'm an, I'm a vegetable enthusiast. I was like, huh? Are we doing some sort of like overcooked cooking game or or something? And then some uh, woman pops up with a sword. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, is this some um, Witcher spin-off or some sort of like? Because then I was thinking swords and fantasy, uh, and it wasn't till, till the end. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, they showed it was a uh, fable. Um, but, um, yeah, what do you think of Fable? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting in the sense that, it was, for me, it was very obvious that it was Fable. Because, for one, on Twitter, they basically said, we're, we're, we're going to show you Fable without saying we're going to show you Fable. They just showed a trail of glitter, and they were playing some Fable 1 music in the background. Yeah. Um, and in the original series of games, when you were on a quest that showed little glitter trails on the ground for you to follow. Um, I do. I think the point of the trailer was to show that they're keeping their really offbeat sense of humor in the Fable game, despite it being a different uh, studio and being basically rebooted. Uh, in the first game, I think the most powerful weapon was a frying pan. And so you just lamp people around with okay. a frying pan. Um, hmm. But yeah, I mean, the trailer was weird in yeah. the sense of, well, first off, uh, Richard being tall and narrating kind of thing was kind of goofy, but I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, you got to kind of sense he, that he can lean into that quite well. Yeah, he is leaning into that. He's yeah. He's he's very happy in the box that he's in mm. with that. Uh, but yeah, they kept the humor there. They kept the fact that you know there's not really a class system, which was part of the first three games. I mean, you could do magic, you could swing swords, you could do kind of whatever you wanted. Um, so it's it's clear that they're keeping that. Um, no date on it, so it could be next year. It could be five years from now. So mm. I don't mind this, though, when a game just pops up. We're going to show you a little bit of it. Just to remind you we're still doing it. We haven't got a date yet for it, but just to kind of keep it in your minds and to not make you think that we've cancelled it because we haven't spoken about it for many years. Um, again, no state of decay at this uh no, and that no. I'm not shocked at because about two days before when I was looking at stuff on YouTube to get ready for it, 
Um, they were talking about how a, a number of people from the coalition were transferred onto the Undead Labs team to try to get them back on track. So I'm like, hmm. okay, yeah, we're not going to see Steady Decay 3. Okay. Um, yeah, nothing from uh, Gears of War either, which was a little bit disappointing. Which is um, the coalition. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, something I'm... How, how can I describe how I feel about this particular element? In a presentation where you get a trailer for something, and then it sort of, this is the only way I can describe this, weaves in and out of showing you two second slices of gameplay and goes back to the trailer. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit, I find it a little bit frustrating sometimes. That's what this Fable thing did, because you saw like probably a total of six seconds of gameplay, and it was just a few quick like sword slashes. Which did look good, but um, I'm kind of I've kind of reached a point with that where okay, if you're gonna show me gameplay, show me a, a, at least a little sequence of it rather than like these quick cut flashes. Um, it, I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just kind of okay if you if you do have some gameplay kind of ready, show me it in a bit more of a kind of structured way. Well, than... I think the fact that we didn't get a release date for this game shows they don't have a whole lot. There, mm. I think the the point was more to show, okay, this is the cinematics that we're doing with the in-engine game, and this is the gameplay with the in-engine game, and they're trying to show how closely those resembled. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, like with what you were describing earlier, I know nothing at all about Fable. So in terms of me understanding any sort of lore or anything about this, um, yeah, I mean that, that was the first me, Fable so. was an OG Xbox game, so yeah, odds yeah. are you're not gonna know anything about it. Yeah, goes back a while, doesn't it? So ninety nine. Hmm. a very good year. May United won the treble, and Toy Story two came out. Currently get much better than that. Um, and did it without 115 charges. Anyway. <laughs> um, game I was very, very happy to see. I was mostly sure we'd see this here. But I wasn't completely sure. Hellblade 2. Um, you know that I loved the first game. And the first game both came out and I played it when I was at a particular point in my life with my own mental health. Not in any way kind of contextually related to what Senya was going through. Like, that wasn't happening to me. But um, uh, so, some somewhat similar things were were kind of happening, and it kind of clicked with me for, for, for that kind of reason. So, um, But it's still a damn good game anyway, and a really, really good story. Uh, I really like how the, the, the audio continues to work with this, how you get the voices in sort of 3D audio. That's always a really cool element. Um, saw like a couple of like little snippets of gameplay, but the the way this kind of flowed and they showed it worked quite well. Um, I'm glad it's sticking to its kind of weirdness as well. Like it's got this peculiar way of sort of showing its world and stuff. Um, again, I'd have liked to have seen a little bit more just because I'm excited to play to play this game to see what it's all about. Um, it wasn't even completely clear if we were gonna get a Hellblade two after the first one because of how the first game ended, but. I trust Ninja Theory because they did a very, very good job with the first one. Um, maybe they'll have like a bit more budget for this as well. Um, and we'll see how this goes. But I, I was just happy to see it again. Um, I think Sinu was a great character. And, um, you know, particularly like particularly just the story with her performance capture and how that all went. I think it's really cool. 
Um, so it's just something that's very cool in this uh, in the industry. Um, any thoughts on Hellblade 2? Yeah, I, my first thought was when I watched that whole section, I'm like, Matt's probably going to be bummed they didn't show any of the combat because all we got was really story cinematics. Hmm. But those story cinematics were very evocative. They were very compelling. They had a lot of oomph to them on the emotional level, which was literally the whole part of the first game. Oh, I was feeling things, yeah, emotional things. Yeah, yeah. it's very much up in the feels, as you kids say. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of, like I said, kind of a bummer that they didn't do uh, any combat, but not overly um, surprising. Again, no release date for it, so maybe 2025. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, you know, it's okay. Take your time, Ninja Theory. I trust you. Um, and uh, hopefully, I, I guess a fun question I can kind of pose here. So my birthday is on the 17th of April. Will I play this game before I turn 30? Do you think it will release before that date is what I'm what I'm trying to get at? God, that's such a tough call because, let's be honest, the past few years, release dates have meant nothing. Hmm. Um, so even yeah. we don't even have a date. So even if we had a date, I wouldn't be able to the guess on it because we don't really have a point of reference. Yeah, yeah. But um, we'll see. Maybe it will come out on April 17th. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, but I was very happy to see that again. Um, it's, uh, it's a very special game. So, um, And for those of you who've got whatever consoles you've got, the first one is on PlayStation 4, uh, probably backwards compatible, and it's on uh, Xbox as well. So, and probably on PC. Most games are on PC now. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a Microsoft the studio games so i do believe yeah, yeah um um but not on switch not that you'd, you you wouldn't want to play that on a switch so um, yeah i don't see that ga game running very well on a, on a switch no some, some some games are not quite meant for that so uh south of midnight i put here looked curious um so there's a, a skeleton type guy playing a guitar and a woman um, who's got this string magical thing and she's talking about like a beast or something that's nearby for her to go and I assume kill almost like a bounty kind of thing it sounded mm. like and then it pops out of the water and that's what we saw um, no idea of way of telling sort of I suppose like that that was very much the definition of a teaser trailer because it gets you curious about what the hell's going on, what type of game is it, who is she, why is this guy casually playing guitar when there's a monster in front of him? You know, it, it poses those kind of questions. So it looked curious, Is it was my thought. So um, what did you think of that one? Yeah, I mean, this one made a lot more sense to me, and this is <laughs> more of it being clearly an American game mm. in the sense that, I saw the setting and I immediately knew Louisiana because this is in the bayou. Um, and right. there's a big uh, culture there for, um, you know, undead, macabre. Um, you literally just have to look up Louisiana bayou and then, you know, voodoo, I, I guess, would be the closest thing to look up. Mm. And you start going down that rubber hole. 90% of what you see on the screen will make so much more sense. Uh, it definitely has my intention, uh, my attention in that it looks cool. The art style, 
the whole claymation kind of a thing going on with it looks dead. He's clearly some sort of a um, animated corpse zombie thing going on, uh, which again in that uh, subculture in that area fits perfectly. So, and I only and I know this tangentially. I've been to uh, New Orleans a couple of times. Uh, you can see that there's like some really famous graves down there that have tours. They do uh, haunted uh, house tours down there. Um, so a lot of that made a lot more sense to me hmm. um, with the swamp yeah. and the, the monsters and that mythology. Um, again, no release date on it, so I doubt we'll see it even remotely anytime soon. But it did its job. It, it's on my radar now. Cool. Nice. Uh, just to rewind slightly, because I kind of misremembered what Avowed was, I've just been silently playing um, a trailer for it, the same video we would have seen a couple of days ago. So th this is more of the Elder Scrollsy sort of looking uh, Assassin's Creed guy type thing, um, rather mm -hmm. than the game I got it confused for, so just to correct myself from earlier. Um, yeah, it did look kind of curious. It looks very Skyrim-esque, which is, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, it's from Obsidian, so yeah. it's going to have that yeah. kind of flavor what is what i was actually thinking about while watching that trailer uh, so robert pearson from access he loves 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 skyrim i think he's platinumed it twice because it's out on like all the playstations um i think he platinumed i think he platinumed it on three and four and i know there's the, the sort of newer version on for five um, obviously in his free time he can play that, like this new one, because it looks like it's going to pull the same type of audience. Um, but he won't be able to talk about that on PlayStation Access because it's a PlayStation channel and this is an Xbox game. So, mm -hmm. um, but I, I was kind of thinking of him because he loves those sorts of games. Uh, he loves that kind of like open world freedom that Skyrim sort of gives you and you can just go and explore. So... Um, yeah, but it looks like it's going to scratch the itch a little bit. I probably am not going to try to finish Skyrim at any particular point. Um, can you actually finish Skyrim? That, that, I mean, I know you can, good, good question, I know you can yeah. platinum it, but can you actually really finish it? Mm, that is a different question, yeah. Can you actually platinum Skyrim? Sorry, can you actually finish Skyrim? Um, so, uh, in terms of like a fresher, newer version of that type of thing, Avowed had me, uh, interested from, from that point. Um... So there we go. But that was, uh, I don't know, did you have anything else Xbox specific? Yeah, a couple of things that uh, came up. The NXile game, Clockwork Revolution, looked very interesting. It had very heavy um, influences from games like Bioshock. Hmm. Uh, it looks like it's like steampunky, but with time travel. It had a lot of interesting things to it. Um we're, they're getting a new uh, Payday 3 game, which I forgot about that game, but you know I know some people that are really going to love it. Um, the heavy that they're going into with the Japanese games, uh, Persona 5 Tactica, um, Persona 3 Reloaded, um, the kind of totally not Persona, but Persona Metaphor Re Fantaso that they showed, um, they're going very hard into that audience. Um, you know, on the on the fan service side, getting uh, Dune and Mic Microsoft Flight Simulator and that game getting a full update. Um, we got to see if these. I'm sorry, what? Have you seen Dune? No, I never really had any interest in it. Okay. I'm not the biggest fan of what I call 
next generation movies to where something was really cool as a movie 20, 30 years ago. And then like, oh, let's update it because we can't come up with any new ideas. That's 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 fair. Yeah. But um, got the Sea of Thieves Monkey Island crossover, which for fans of Sea of Thieves, um, it'll be interesting. Uh, out of complete nowhere, uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. So they're taking that whack job character and then throwing him butt naked in uh, what looked like uh, California Beach. So that ought to be pretty weird. Um, Banner Saga creator reveals Towerborn. That looks kind of interesting. Kind of see where that goes. Um, hang on, I'm, I'm still scrolling through it. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, there's a couple other things. But again... And that's the biggest really negative I think I have of the Microsoft showcase is that we got so few actual game releases. Everything was either no date at all or just said sometime 2025. We only got Forza, which we kind of knew, but we got a firm date on. We got um, Starfield, which we already had a date on. And then we got Cyberpunk, which we kind of knew it was coming out, but we didn't have a date on, but we got a date on. And I think that's it. Hmm. Yeah. So, cause usually these showcase type things are between an hour and an hour and a half. This was, I think an hour of other games and then about 45 minutes of, uh, I'm yeah. Skyrim uh, of, of Starfield, I think. Um, cause when I checked the time thing on it, it said an hour, about an hour or something and then Starfield started. So not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, let's move on to Ubisoft, where we're going to have, have some other games as well. Um, X Defiant popped up. I know it's not your type of thing, but obviously it kind of weaves a little bit into the whole COD first-person space. So I'd seen this game before. I'd watched Noisy Butters play it on YouTube, and I'd seen some gameplay because I kept hearing about it. And I said, I remember saying before I knew exactly why certain parts of the COD community liked it, which is because you can move a lot faster in this game. And there was the immediate discussion of like, oh, this is the new COD competitor and will it dethrone COD and all this kind of stuff. It struck me, and I, I didn't think about it until I saw this presentation for it. This doesn't... um. Because when, when, when I compare any other game to COD directly, that's where Battlefield comes in. Like I, I wouldn't compare Titanfall to COD. I wouldn't compare uh, things like Apex or Halo. Because those aren't military shooters. And I know this kind of is, but this is much more of an arcade type of shooter. The, the movement here reminds me, and I haven't played Apex in a while, so forgive me Apex players if I'm uh, not correlating this properly. It felt like I was watching more kind of Apex type of snappy quick gameplay as opposed to a bit more grounded, slightly slower but still fast enough gameplay that's like Battlefield or COD. So when I hear this compare, and, and okay it is comparable in the same first person shooter space, but I'm talking about the style and the type of game that this is. Um, <clears throat> there's certain, you know, com comparisons to make to COD because there is military aspects of it but it's a lot more arcadey than what something like cod is and even cod you know although it doesn't fully go for realism has a much more realistic style to it whereas this doesn't um and that's not me saying the game's good or bad i'm just simply laying that out as a as a comparison <clears throat> um 
it looks good. It looks like the guy who you know went up on stage. He he'd been listening to community, been listening to feedback, which is very very good. That's very important. Uh, they laid out kind of their plans. One thing I was initially because I re- I read something wrong that they put up on the thing. They put out their roadmap right, and I thought what I thought he said was here's our plan for the first month, and it said. 12 new maps and I thought oh my god you're going to put 12 maps out per month that's insane and then it said year one I was like okay that sounds a bit more realistic because uh, they said like four new operators or something like a few different game modes for the, for their year one plan um, so that's good that they've got that going on and it looks like a very good game I, I will try it out myself because uh, I think they said from June there's a very small window but it said like June 21st to 23rd or something uh, this game will have another beta type of situation um so i'm gonna try it just because again it's more first person shooter games for me to kind of build on and everything um but no it seems it seems like most people who've played this are very happy with it um the guy who was up on stage sounded very confident and everything so overall it's looking good i just don't know if it's directly comparable to cod in the reasons i've just explained um any thoughts on x defiant no, I mean, it's not really a game that I would play, so yeah, I, it's not really been on my radar. Yeah, yeah, um, but that's X Defiant. Assassin's Creed. Um, I've given an opinion or two on Assassin's Creed in the last couple of years. Uh, it looks like they're sort of shifting a little bit, and I think that is a good thing. Um, they were going too far down this kind of Ragnarok, Witcher, fantasy kind of area and it was not really assassin's creed anymore it, it, it in in my opinion it had lost its identity um so they showed i, I want to focus on mirage because there's, there's the mobile game which okay i might dip into there's the vr stuff which looks very intriguing that i'll talk about in a minute so i watched this mirage gameplay that they put out and very very much reminds me of classic assassin's creed going back to its roots that sort of 2007 type stuff and one thing that stuck out a little bit that is both a good thing but kind of it it showed how assassin's creed has gone wrong a little bit and that's a shame and now that sort of like they're having to go back and kind of go back to basics um because I, i i was watching this and i was thinking about when i first watched assassin's creed 2 gameplay which was one of the best gameplay reveals I've seen, and it sort of showed, oh my god, you can jump off of things and attack people, you can throw different things, and you can use different equipment. This feels like it's that again for Assassin's Creed, which is good. It just feels like we've literally wasted the last five years of Assassin's Creed, because... um, And I know that there's people out there who liked the Ragnarok stuff, they liked Valhalla, and they liked that they went in slightly different directions... I think this really proved that you should have just stuck to Assassin's Creed's DNA for the last five years, because we wouldn't have had to have gone, we wouldn't have had to have gone backwards to what worked. You could have just continued doing what worked, but they decided to kind of change the identity of what this franchise was and took it backwards. Um, and I, I will play this game because it looks very much back to what Assassin's Creed used to do and used to work. And very much like the the look of the you know this this place and your character's got the classic sort of outfit on and the, uh, hopefully the Assassin's Creed part of it will be back um, rather than having like 
massive swords and spells and all, all this type of like fantasy stuff. It's just the the disappoint. I don't know if I'm making this clear, but like, the disappointing aspect was kind of this is what you should have been doing anyway for the last sort of five years. And it's just a shame that you've wasted that much time and you've just gone back to... You're going back to what's works and, and that's good. And I'm, I'm looking forward to them building off of this, hopefully. It's just going to be okay. This game comes out next year. Then we're going to have another two, three years of trying to build off of it again. And, and, and it's going to be another five years before we get back to where we should have been five years ago, if that makes sense. So like, what you should have been building five years ago will take you another five years to get back to. So you've just wasted a bunch of time. Um, but it looks good. Um, I, th I thought at some points the gameplay looked a bit too slow. Maybe it was the way the person was playing it. But it's good to be back to classic Assassin's Creed. The only thing they need to do, and I don't think Ubisoft will do this, is Sean, Rebecca, and Desmond, just bring them back. And I don't even need you to write an explanation as to how they've come back or what's gone on in the meantime. Just bring them back and just continue their story. I don't think they're ever going to do that. Um, and you could find an interesting way to blend that in with what's... Because who you're playing as, I think it's a Avor or whatever his name is, is an established kind of story and stuff. So, um, I don't know. That, that That's the only thing missing that I'd like them to do. But at least this is back on track and it's not another like... Oh, let's try Vikings and let's try this and that. Like You didn't need to do that the whole time. So... Um, any thoughts on Assassin's Creed? No, I mean, I liked Ragnarok enough. I don't think it was, like, amazing. I think they put too much into it. Too many collectibles, too many things to do. I mean, sometimes less is more. Yeah, um, yeah. That's a, that's a good Assassin's Creed <clears throat> takeaway to, to have. Because um, it used to be a lot more minimal and linear and, you know, focused. Rather than Rather than tr rather than them looking at Assassin's Creed and going, how do we turn this into The Witcher? Let's make a massive map with five hundred question marks. Off you go. That's not what Assassin's Creed was was before. So that's good. Um, the VR game. Very curious to see how this functions. Um, I think it can work quite well, and I know they kind of showed it in a bit of this concepty type of trailer. That didn't really show you what the game is going to be like. Um, hopefully, because they said this is for... Was it the Quest or the Oculus? I can't remember which one's which, because I don't... I really... don't care anymore. <laughs> um, whatever the meta one is that's tied into Facebook or whatever, it's going to be on that one. That's uh, Oculus, I believe. I think so. Anyway, one of those two. Um, hopefully, this comes to PSVR 2, because I do plan on getting that in the future, when it doesn't cost more than the console that I need to have it plugged into, because that's just absurd. <clears throat> um... But it could be It just depends on um, how you can not convert, how you adapt that. Because when you're jumping around and you're in different areas in Assassin's Creed, you're in third person and you can see your surroundings. When you're in first person in VR, you cannot do that as easily. So I'm curious to see how that's. Like, what will it be like to get your hidden blade out, jump off of a building, assassinate somebody, and deal with the impending chaos? Because um, I get that, okay, you'll probably have some sort of crouch button, you'll, move, you'll use a forward move button, and then you'll use your physical arms to assassinate somebody. Okay, that's pretty standard, but 
things like running across buildings and jumping off of things and engaging in fights and doing things like turning around. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that kind of gets converted. How how do you think Assassin's Creed work in, in, in VR? I don't have enough experience with VR to really even guess at that. Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, Skull and Bones is a thing. Still, apparently. Sort of. Um, that was one of... This was one of the weirdest... Um, it just popped up. It was like, oh, here's a Skull and Bones... Music video. Musical performance with a trailer in the background with a alpha or beta, I can't remember which one it was, date. But we're not... Uh, it's a beta from August 25th to August 28th. Uh, you can register now at the right. official Skull and Bones website. But it didn't show Anything. what state the game is in, what game... I, I, I still don't know. I don't know if I've missed some Skull and Bones stuff. It's been a while since they've shown... I still don't know what type of game this is. If this, how much DNA this will take from Assassin's Creed? Because that's what people really want. People basically want the Black Flag Assassin's Creed pirate mechanics as a full game, which is cool. Uh, that wasn't my favorite thing in Assassin's Creed. Um, I thought it was the boat stuff was good. I just preferred to be jumping off of roofs and stuff like that. But that was just that was such a bizarre way to remind people like when you talk here about fable and hellblade 2 and like oh this these are cool ways to sort of remind people these games are are still happening like okay you've given us a date for a thing with a musical performance on a stage what is this game i it's it's that that's that and it was so kind of here's a two minute thing music video date for something trailer in the background all right see you later and I, I was just kind of, oh, okay, that that happened. On to the next bit. Um, yeah, what did you think of how they showed Skull and Bones off? I thought it was very particularly strange. It was almost in there as an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it like they couldn't put a trailer together? They couldn't put... Because you didn't even have somebody on a stage saying, you'll be doing this, you'll be doing that you'll be in a world of such and such that there was no explanation for anything it was just yeah, a musical performance like this isn't like if this was a um like the way they showed off just dance at the start okay you don't really need to show me what just dance looks like because there's been however many of them so it was a cool kind of hey a new just dance game is coming out those who play the games know what to expect but with that, you're not trying to explain to me, will Just Dance be in first person, third person? What will the missions be like? Like, you don't really... <clears throat> it's like a Guitar Hero thing. You don't need to explain to me how Guitar Hero works. I don't need to know if it's first person, third person, survival horror. Like, um, yeah, very strange. I'll be very curious to see what this thing ends up being like. Um, but apparently you were able to put, put together... No, nobody on a stage to explain what it is. No gameplay showcase. No trailer to explain anything. But you could put together a musical performance. So, just yeah, very strange. Anyway, let's move off from that. Um, Avatar game was shown. Uh, the film just got released on Disney Plus. The second one. It's three hours and ten minutes. And I both do not really want to spend three hours with with Avatar and don't have the interest or actual time to do so. Um, it's a very good looking film from what I understand. Um, we do have a, uh, 
an email about this actually about Avatar. So I'm just gonna let me scroll down on my notes anyway. Um, whoops. All right, there we go. Uh, Jack writes in and says, as somebody who loves Avatar, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say that before. Uh, I'm actually quite disappointed with this game so far. It doesn't look graphically good. Um, I kind of agree with that. One of the things Avatar's known for is because, like, who who remembers the plot or any of the characters from from Avatar? I I can't apart from Jake, who I remember as the protagonist. I don't remember why I know that, but I do remember that. Um, most of the time, when you hear an opinion about Avatar, it will be it's a beautiful world to look at. It's very very pretty, and some people some people just like looking at pretty things for three hours. So that's that's not my thing, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with the graphics part of this. I thought it would be a little bit more cinematic. Um, after the Ubisoft, because this was from the Ubisoft thing, after this happened, I didn't hear or read any specific opinions on this uh, game afterwards. Just like with the film. The film came out, made two-something billion dollars, I barely saw any actual reviews or discussion from people. Avatar's such a weird franchise. It's and I did a podcast uh, when the film kept making loads of money in like January. That um, like when you think of successful big IP that is both discussed and makes a lot of money, you think of things like Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, um, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, um, Frozen. Like, if I think of some of the best-performing films at the box office, it's those types of things like Fast and Furious, Transformers, uh, that type of stuff. Avatar's in that list. Both of them are in that list. They're both in the top five, I think. Um, but never gets any discussion, and I sort of saw the same thing happen here, so I'm very curious as to how this game does. But any thoughts on Avatar, either the films or this showcase for the game, the trailer thing? Yeah, I never watched the first one. I have no interest in the second one um so i didn't even bother paying attention to it so mm. i've seen the trailer pop up a few times uh on youtube um and the, the one bit that keeps coming up is when she's like i am navi and if you relate that to real world characters and how they can say i am such and such it's sometimes a lot more powerful but i don't know how that like is supposed to sort of make me feel or I don't know that that type of line feels like it's supposed to be kind of powerful um but it's just it just seems to just be there so um but I'm curious as to how this does with with sales or discussion or um because this could very well be a situation where this game sells like 10 million copies but nobody talks about it because that's basically what's happened with the film it's uh it's 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 really a strange franchise but um anyway that's all of my notes for the the ubisoft stuff anything else you want to talk about from that uh just the prince of persia uh the lost crown it is interesting that they're going back to kind of a 2d uh platformer which was what the game's original original Mm. format was of course this was back in the uh mid 80s so that's all there was was side-scrolling platformers yeah. Uh, but to see it kind of pay homage to that that history and that roots, and go back to it, it'll be curious to see exactly how the game plays out. But I'll keep you know I'll keep half an eye on it, see what they're gonna do with it, um, mm. go from there. 
Yeah. I think <clears throat> I think doing a reboot thing like this was kind of the only option because you did conclude the trilogy and that's a very very good trilogy of games. Mm-hmm. The new uh, animated spin-off thing that they did from like a good few years ago, I can't even remember what year that came out. That was in the 360 days. Um ended on a kind of sort of cliffhanger but never got a conclusion and the movie fact, was it, terrible. So the what? The movie was terrible. Oh, that was that was quite bad as well, yeah. That and the Assassin's Creed one. Uh, in fact, I couldn't finish the Assassin's Creed film. I it was what they did with the camera work with that film was really, really odd. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, but that like the the other the spin-off game they came out with both didn't really need a conclusion, and also the discussion of it completely dis- disappeared. So I guess that you know Ubisoft wanted to do more Prince of Persia. This guy was passionate about his idea, so. That got greenlit, <clears throat> which I which I liked. Uh, anything else? Honestly, no. I mean, the the um, the division game that we talked about a while back. That's a mobile game, so that immediately pissed me off. Uh, not gonna be, not gonna be playing that. Uh, that's really the only other thing from Ubisoft. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I guess they don't have a Far Cry game ready yet. So. Nope. <clears throat> when did six come out? That was the Giancarlo game, wasn't it? About a year ago, I think. Year year and a half. About a year, two years ago, yeah. Um, there was that guy. I can't remember the name of the game. I didn't write it down. Obviously, he had like these goggles on and stuff, and he was trying to present this game. I think it was like an anime type thing. I just didn't really have the interest. And what was the game called? Was it Trials of the Blood Dragon? He started pitching this thing. Yeah, the 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 that's that was that one off Far Cry Three. I hate DLC. that game so much. <laughs> that was just kind of a spoof of eighties movies. Yeah. Um it, not it the was... one where you had twin stick shooter things with the two kids. This is the other one. Um no. one with uh what Michael Bean. Of? Uh you're thinking of Blood Blood Dragon is the one that was like the eighties spin-off eighties movie spoof. It was like Trials Meets Far Cry and it was yeah, that's Trials that's not a good combination. Is the <laughs> one you didn't like. Yeah. Because Trials, to me, is all about, you know, balancing the bike and getting through it. And then I remember going into certain levels and I was doing twin stick shooting and I was like, this, is, this isn't this is Trials. I don't know what this is, mm. but it isn't Trials. So, But I, I thought, because he started speaking like Blood Dragon of something or other, I was like, oh no, they're going to announce a sequel. And I was like, a little bit nervous. <laughs> now, luckily. Blood Dragon was an unrelated uh, Far Cry 3 DLC standalone game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually halfway decent. Hmm. So that was Ubisoft. Uh, is there anything else you've got? No, uh, like I said, I didn't look for news news because I knew, yeah, we knew we'd, we'd spend forever so, talking about this. Yeah. So uh, is there any more of these presentation thingamajiggies coming up? Not from, anytime soon that I know Apart from Gamescon in August, which Jeff Keighley talked about, but that's in August. So Yeah, that's, that's a couple months away. Yeah. So Sony's talked, Xbox has talked, Nintendo talks whenever they feel like it. Uh, we've had a lot of third party stuff. There'll be like game reveals and things after this and other mm-hmm. bits. So there we go. Let's move on to some other feedback and emails and whatnot. <clears throat> um, you can do that by writing in to matthewentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, and there's information in your show notes. I've already read out Jack's email about Avatar. Max uh, says, How come Matt hasn't talked about the faction situation? Um, there's not much to really say. I mean,. So there was a news piece that came out 
uh, I think it was just after the PlayStation Showcase because people were kind of thinking that Factions 2 might be there or whatever this game's going to be called. And Naughty Dog said, hey, we're not ready. We're still working on it. Um, and yeah, they, they don't. They, there's nothing new to talk about with it. But um, I started seeing all the... And it, it's it's kind of a standard... What would I call this? A standard reactionary thing that the industry tends to do, which is freaking out about something. Uh, of course, people freak out on the internet every day about all types of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like they put out that that they put it out as like a, a photo that they posted that had a statement on it, which is what companies tend to do because you can't fit all that in a tweet. And I started seeing all these things about like, oh my god, Naughty Dog's in trouble. They're gonna like. Would like we've lost faith in them, and I was just. I, mean, I guess I should have expected that because Naughty Dog is a company that's very much appreciated, but people want them to fail because they're popular. Because that's what people want to happen to companies is for them to fail because they're popular. And I started seeing like, oh, this game's gonna get cancelled, and then what does Naughty Dog do? And they're in trouble, and I was like, what? Um. And okay, you can call me bias or whatever you want. Like, obviously, I'm a Naughty Dog fan. I still think they're the best game company out there. And they've given me, you know, Uncharted and Crash Bandicoot and Last of Us. Um, and I've never played a bad Naughty Dog game. I played Jack and Dexter, which I didn't get on with, but it's not a bad game. Um, but yeah, I started seeing all this like, what about if Naughty Dog gets shut down? And I was like, huh? <laughs> what? 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 Um. Yeah, and I started seeing all these videos like, oh, here's the downfall of Naughty Dog and what do they do now? And it's, yeah, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand, but um, I, as far as I'm concerned, okay, they're still working on it. I mean, you wouldn't want the game to come out or be shown in a bad state because, and this is what game both game development studios and TV and film studios find themselves in a situation of, if something's taking a little bit longer, the automatic assumption is it's in trouble, which sometimes is fair, and sometimes I don't think is. But the problem is, okay, let's say they come out with a gameplay thing or a trailer for it that they had to get out because they felt pressured to do so or something, and that gameplay thing or trailer doesn't look good. You'd then start seeing other things like, oh, Factions 2 doesn't look good, it's a disaster, Naughty Dog's going to closed you know you start seeing those headlines instead so what does what does naughty dog or any company do i mean cyberpunk and cd project red found themselves in this exact situation where it mm -hmm. was oh you keep delaying the game that's because it's really bad and you know you suck and all this kind of stuff but whether it's releasing information or a trailer or releasing the game itself if you do that and the thing that you release is not ready or doesn't look good then you put negative um, press out there about your own thing, so that that that's kind of how I how I sit with that. Like I I myself and everybody's got their own opinion about Naughty Dog, and that's fine. I have absolutely no reason within myself to think this game's. It. I mean, it could be in a little bit of trouble. Like okay, companies you know have a snag now and again on on different things they're working on, um, but. I have no, I have no reason within myself to think that this game is gonna be bad or that Naughty Dog's in trouble. That the game could be going through a bit of a rough stage of development, maybe, maybe they've like there's an idea they they've put in that hasn't worked or or something like that, and they want to reconfigure things. But 
you wouldn't want the game to be shown off in a bad state. So, um, any thoughts on anything with with factions? I don't really play that game, so I really wouldn't be able to to give an opinion on it. It's, I mean, it, it's not out because it's not out because they don't feel the need to have it out. So, mm, yeah. Um, and one one thing I'd read before as well. This was sort of just after Last of Us Two came out. I I remember reading these sort of things in like 2021 or 2022 and cuz i think i think factions 2 was announced before part 2 came out i think coming with that timeline but um i remember when last of us 2 came out and then a couple of years later it was like oh my god where's factions you have to release it now because what have you been doing okay so last of us 2 was 2020 and then part 1 was last year but they, they worked on different parts of Naughty Dog and that, but still worked on within Naughty Dog. I know there's different teams and stuff, but things get shifted around. There seems to be this weird thing of like, okay, if you're working on this game in let's say 2017, 2018, it's now 2023, why hasn't it come out yet? But they have been working on other games in the meantime, and probably developing other stuff that we don't even know about. Like, There's been rumours for how long about a new IP... Um, maybe within the last two years after part one, maybe they've done some stuff on part three or worked on some DLC or something. They've also had the TV show to get out and everything. Um, so there you go. That's, I, I, I'm not worried about that situation at all. Uh, and look, if it does get cancelled or whatever, it wasn't, you know, within their vision, then that, that is what that is. But I suppose they'll just release what they're working on otherwise apart from that which I, I do although they've not confirmed the part three i do think a part three will happen uh i think hbo will probably also want that as well for the you know for the tv show anyways move off of that harrison writes in lastly and says uh do you think x defiant won't be a cod competitor i kind of accidentally touched upon this already um I mean, yeah, you might get some COD players that think okay maybe the the direction of call of duty for them isn't for them anymore Maybe they're disappointed with Activision, which is understandable, because I am as well. I've spoken about that many times, and obviously, you know, you've got Bobby, what's-his-name, who's kind of in the way of everything. Um, and maybe they look at this Ubisoft team, which is a completely different, separated situation from Activision, and maybe you look at the X-Defiant team, and you like what they're doing, and you like the gameplay, and maybe you do switch over to it, and that's fine. But then, if that happens, and people start people kind of stop playing either warzone 2 or whatever part of cod they're playing and they move off vex defiant then the ball goes back to activision's core and they have to do something to be competitive to get those players back um whether that's going to be with modern warfare 3 this year um or whatever whatever it's going to be i think i don't know if i'm correct about this but i think x defiant is free to play that's the gist i got from this i've not heard or read anything about like a pre-order or a price because i think this is a bit more like an apex apex situation where it's kind of you can buy things within the game and there's like a battle pass and stuff but it's free to play i think it is anyway um so yeah but uh, again technically all first person all first person multiplayer shooters are competitors to cod because it's the same that's the same part of that, right? Like the the first person multiplayer game that you go online to play with your friends with, all those are in the same category, but I would just say it's not the same type of first person shooter 
as a as cod just based on the style and stuff that i've seen from it all right that's it for uh this week's episode we'll see what uh who comes out with what next week um whatever else hopefully i'll be playing um hopefully i'll have played either a slice of wampa league and or a slice of uh uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I'll try if I have access to both games by next week. I'll try to at least play some of both, so I can have a, a bit of an opinion about both of them. But we'll see how all of that goes. Anyway, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, TV, games, films, main night podcast. Look out for all of that. Uh, just to update a little bit on the podcast plans, I like to sort of do this a little bit from episode to episode as well, rather than from month to month. So tomorrow. You can actually go and see it right now. It's out right now. Uh, the Flash is out. There's been some very interesting opinions about this film. Some people really thinking it's like the worst thing they've ever seen. And some people thinking it's the best thing they've ever seen. Judge from that from what you will. Um, it's going to be a very, very curious experience nonetheless. Um, so I'm planning, as long as there's no roadworks, again. <laughs> uh, I'm planning very much on seeing that tomorrow. And that will be a very, very interesting experience. Um... Next week, I'll do either one of or both of the Main United Wrap-Up podcast and all the Ted Lasso podcast. At least one of those podcasts I'll aim to put out next week because we've not got Breaking Bad. Uh, there's no other films or anything. I'll have to see Spider-Verse next weekend because I won't be able to get out during the week to see it. Um, and this is better cinema times. And then Gaming Talk next week, we'll see what comes out with that. Um, probably won't be any game reviews for a little bit because I'm just i going to just be starting new games and stuff. So that's roughly what you can expect from us within roughly the next week <clears throat> or two. Uh, so there's that. Anyway, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, TV, games, films, May Night podcast. Check out all of that. You can also keep listening to the episodes that we've got. Tell people that you know, either social media, word of mouth, all that kind of stuff. Support us in that way if you can. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options. Look at that as well if you'd like to. TV and film news, uh, Geek Town Radio, geektown.co.uk, Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays. I think David's taking, uh, I, I can't remember exactly what he said he's doing with Geek Town Radio, but he's going to be on holiday, so there might be some bits of interviews and other things, but of course that's up to him. But I'm sure he'll still be posting TV and film news on geektown.co.uk and uh, all that kind of stuff. Bex, you can find over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S for retro chat game and other streams me on twitch at etalk uk and youtube entertainment talk players i've still got loads of game clips to put on youtube so uh look out for those when those pop up anyway thanks very much for listening and we will see you next time goodbye goodbye